Logical Progression, Year 3, Lesson 1. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqina wa la'udwana illa ala al-zalameen. Wa salawatullahi wa salamuhu wa la'ashraf al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla. Wa anta tajlul hazna idha shi'la sahla. اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. It's good to see you all again. Mashallah, Zakumullah al-Khaira. I appreciate uh, everyone coming on time. Uh, the delay was for once not from our side, but because of a very important reminder that we were given here locally, which I will repeat again for the benefit of the uh, for the benefit of the online. Um, students um, as of this morning as the Sheikh Salim Nistawani uh, informed us and he is our Imam here he informed us of a, a further uh, development a intentional development in the ratcheting up by the Zionists by the Israeli forces uh, to try and um, provoke and to try and um, well the plan is in play now. Everything, of course, the Israeli uh, plan is not some random one. They plan years in advance. And their uh, attempt on Al-Aqsa uh, cannot be done without a precursor of weakening Gaza first and then ensuring that the country, uh, Palestine, is divided, both at the major level and then certainly, uh, certainly uh, Al-Aqsa as well. And you would have seen this rhetoric building up. The masjid closed the other day. Um, the masjid invaded the other day. And today it was invaded again by the uh, Israeli forces, this time in its most provoca provocative manner. And they um, uh, showed very little regard for the masjid, the haram that it is. Um, normally they have some kind of control. They know how bad it looks when they enter upon Al-Aqsa. But they went all the way inside, right up to the member as well. And they injured a number of our brothers who were there inside. Situation is very, very serious, very, very serious. And um, this is a reminder to everyone who is listening that Al-Aqsa is, is as Islamic as Islam itself. A lot of people sometimes get tired by the pro-Palestinian rhetoric. Um, there's a lot of that here in the UK. It's different in the US and other countries because they, don't, um, they suffer from very strong Zionist lobbies. Ours here is not so strong. Uh, and here there are many people who feel very guilty and correctly so about England's uh, or the UK involvement in the creation of the Zionist state as well. And so pro-Palestinian uh, uh, efforts are very prominent here in the UK. But unfortunately you find, and I do tend to find this, that a lot of Muslims get tired uh, with that. They, they, they tend to kind of feel that um, it gets more airtime than maybe Pakistan, Afghanistan, Somalia. Uh, a number of other country uh, trouble spots around the world that, uh, that we have minorities from that are living in this country. And I want you to know very clearly, uh, I remind myself and everyone else, that concern for Al-Aqsa does not decrease at concern for any other Muslim country or area or any other cause. Um, and that, that's a level of immaturity which I don't expect from practicing Muslims. Um, and frankly, um, you need to know that if we're going to get, you know, push comes to shove, then yeah, Al-Aqsa is more important than Pakistan and Kashmir and whatever. If you want to really go down that line and be ignorant, then we can also be ignorant back as well. It doesn't need this kind of level of conversation. Al-Aqsa is it's not possible to love Muhammad 
and to not love Al-Aqsa and be concerned about Al-Aqsa and hurt when Al-Aqsa is hurt. The Prophet ﷺ led all of the Prophets at Al-Aqsa. That could have been anywhere on this planet, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose it to be Al-Aqsa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the majority of our Prophets in this Bilal al-Sham, in this Al-Quds, in this sanctuary of Palestine. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took his Prophet on the most incredible night journey, the most incredible moment of his life, on the most incredible moment that he ever experienced, as he authentically said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the, uh, the Mi'raj. So uh, the heart does not combine, uh, Allah, uh, 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 the believer's heart will always combine. Love of Allah, love of his messenger, and love of Al-Aqsa. And that is something that we all need to remember. And every little effort, and don't look to me now and say, what can we do, what can we do? Because we know what we can't do anything right now in terms of the material kind of change of power tomorrow. That's not going to happen. This is a long-term game. And what it requires is for everyone firstly to get rid of this ignorance that I just mentioned a few minutes ago. That people need to realize that this is our cause. This is our cause. If you're going to be a Muslim, then this is what comes next. This is what you stand up for. If a person became Muslim today, we will say to him tomorrow that Al-Aqsa is part of our faith. This is the third most holiest part of the place in Islam. And this is something which um, uh, needs to be thought about, needs to be considered, needs to be educated about. We need to learn about it, tell our children, tell our families, and make sure that one day that we are ready. If it requires an intellectual defense or financial defense or even a physical defense, then so be it. That is the haqq of Al-Aqsa upon us. And our blood is before Al-Aqsa every day and tomorrow as well. Uh, so, Jazakumullah khair for your patience uh, on that matter. And Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar, um, as you know, we like uh, Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar to recite as much as possible for us, but he doesn't like to do that, I don't know why, and only restricts it to like the special events. And today, Alhamdulillah, is a very, very special event. It is the start of the year, and it's the start of Barakah. He was going to recite from Surah Fusilat, but I asked him instead in honor and in reminder of Al-Aqsa to recite from Surah Al-Isra from the beginning verses. So I'll pass over to Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير وآتينا موسى الكتاب وجعلناه هدى لبني إسرائيل ألا تتخذوا من دوني وكيلا ذرية من حملنا مع نوح إنه كان عبدا شكورا وقضينا إلى بني إسرائيل في الكتاب لتفسدن في الأرض مرتين لتفسدن في الأرض مرتين ولتعلن علوا كبيرا فإذا جاء وعد أولاهما بعثنا عليكم عبادا لنا أولي بأس شديد فجاسوا خلال الديار وكان وعدا مفعولا 
ثم رددنا لكم الكرضة عليهم وأمددناكم بأموال وبنين وجعلناكم أكثر نفيرا إن أحسنتم أحسنتم لأنفسكم وإن أسأتم فلها فإذا جاء وعد الآخرة ليسوءوا وجوهكم وليدخلوا المسجد كما دخلوه وليدخلوا المسجد كما دخلوه أول مرة وليتبروا ما علوا تتبيرا عسى ربكم أن يرحمكم وإن عدتم عدنا وجعلنا جهنم للكافرين حصيرا Okay, alhamdulillah. So, um, that was Shaykh Nabil Ghaffar. We are so happy, Wallahi, when he recites. We are the most fortunate masjid in the world, Wallahi, to have Shaykh Abdul Ghaffar recite for us every single day. Every single day, with Fadli Allah Ta'ala. A reminder. This is the good thing? So for the people who are tuning in to the first time, you've just experienced yani, what will happen every few minutes. Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar will make some random comment on the left-hand side. The class will stop. We'll all just turn over, trying to work out what he said. Yani, and then translate it and then get a commentary and then refute him. But yani, that's something uh, which you'll get used to. So obviously, um, you guys are all used to this. Uh, this is obviously our third year now starting by, by the mercy and the grace of Allah and his generosity. Alhamdulillah. Um, but we are joined by an awful number of uh, new students uh, tonight. Um, I know because I've been seeing the people who've been signing up and uh, I've just been returning from some travels and I've been seeing a lot of students who've been coming up to me and saying so forth. So we expect at least uh, one, uh, over a thousand new students uh, uh, today. So uh, I want to, um, uh, Alhamdulillah, the old students are a patient lot. Yeah, so we'll just put those guys on the side for a minute and we'll talk uh, a few random things that are uh, in the benefit of the people who are at home. So logical progression, uh, what is it? Well, technically, if you're going to be very, very accurate, then it is a fiqh class where we study a text, a, uh, a, a small essay that was written by a classical uh, scholar, a Hanbali scholar, a scholar that belonged to the school of fiqh that was founded by Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal. And... Um, this uh, text is called Zad al-Mustaqni'ah. Now, these classical texts are often uh, quite difficult to read because they're very short, but they require extensive commentary. And so what we decided to do is to use, um, to create a class, to create a class which we call Logical Progression. And the reason we call it Logical Progression is because the author, Shaykh al-Uthaymin, alayhi rahmatullah, who's passed away now, one of the most prominent fuqaha or jurists, of the last uh, hundred years, frankly, in my opinion, um, when he wrote this commentary and he wrote a long, detailed commentary to this small essay, he called the commentary a sharh al the nice, enjoyable co- commentary, the, the pleasurable commentary, the nice commentary to Zad al Mustaqni. Now, um, when he wrote this book, he writes it in a manner where, at the very, very beginning, he starts basically uh, uh, explaining the, the the text that we're studying. 
in a logical way. All fiqh texts, all texts on Islamic law start in logical fashion. It starts by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reminding us all of who we are, why we're here, and then moving straight into the most essential aspects that we would require for our worship. Now, most people will, will recognize that there are certain aspects in life that they will sometimes do, sometimes not do, so, such as, for example, uh, businesses and certain types of business and certain types of contracts. Um, and if people get in trouble, then the issues of law and retaliation. And if people are going to get married or maybe even divorced and so on, these are things which do not necessarily all happen. Some happen to some, some don't happen to others. And these are therefore not as immediately, not, 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 I don't want to say they're not as important because they are, but they're not as immediately important as those individual acts of worship that we have to do every single day. And of course, at the very head of those acts of worship is salah. And of course, before prayer can be done, it is purification. So this purification is always the place where the scholars start. And that is why we will start a purification. But the reason this class is more than a fit class is because Sheikh Uthameen doesn't hesitate to make a number of points about our creed, about our belief, about our iman, about the purification of the heart, about our priorities, about various issues, controversies, and so on, whilst we're actually moving forward in the text itself, which makes it a really, mashallah, a wonderful experience for a student and even better for a, for a teacher to be able to use as a guide. So this class basically uses... A logical progression is a class which loosely is based upon the commentary. I will mention some points, leave, others, leave the other points out, and then we will basically um, uh, and we may, we'll move forward. We have no time li limit on this class. We do it every single uh, every uh, Wednesday for about an hour uh, or maybe a little bit over. And at the end date, you know, 100 years, 50. <laughs> we started off with a 20-year, 30-year project, and every, every lesson we have it normally increases by about a year or so. But Yani, you know, I've got many, many pieces of good news, alhamdulillah, for this year. For this year, obviously year three, it's a new year. We've got many new things. We always like to throw in new things. The problem of putting new things in is that we run out of new things to actually do. Uh, this is the biggest uh, launch, of course, for a long time. Bigger maybe than the original launch because we have a new, brand new, amazing portal, uh, which unfortunately everyone who's here is not going to enjoy. But then hopefully we can make up with it, uh, make up for it with uh, chocolates that will be provided by some generous benefactors that will, uh, will sometimes donate <coughs> on a weekly basis. <coughs> and uh, so that will be their advantage. As for everyone else around the world that are watching, then they will see that, of course, they have a portal now, which is, mashallah, um, one that we will continue to improve and that I will go through as well in this class. Um, quickly, just very quickly, logicalprogression.org is the, uh, the website. Once you're registered, you're in. You will arrive at a dashboard. Uh, at the moment now there's an introduction video and some notes and uh, a message from uh, Shazad which has to be one of the most funniest messages in the entire history of messages from the Amir and uh, you know uh, I want to make sure that Shazad who has been so super miserable and angry over the last couple of weeks does not escape in one single way from all the pain that he has caused to all of the members of our team he will, he will have revenge exacted upon him in a wonderfully tasty fashion don't you worry. So um, the uh, message is on the dashboard. And then on the dashboard itself, over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see this develop to become a personalized experience for every student. So every time a student goes to a particular lesson and puts a question, for example, when that question has been answered by one of the academic team, then the, the notification will say that your question has been answered. You can go and check it out as well. When you go to the live session online, then you will see in front of you the large screen, which is the only thing you want to see if you just want to see just the video and nothing else. But if you scroll down, then the screen does like this amazing, mashallah, trick 
and the video moves on to the left hand side and on the right hand side then you've got this this kind of the study box we call it the study box the study box i feel like um like that uh what's it called that steve jobs or whatever his name was i don't want to say the other guy because you know what happened to the other guy yeah yeah now we know why why iphone 6s are bent you like that one she's like morning you did very good yeah okay very good okay Bob, you like that one? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. I, I did that in, in, in another class and I got in a lot of trouble for it. So anyway, <laughs> I don't want to use the word cookie. And let's use Steve Jobs, the study box. We call it the study box. That's what he said, isn't it? We call it this. So um, the study box basically has a combination of uh, comments that anyone can make any time. And please feel free to give salam and someone will respond as well. I like to, I will check it. I like to go back and every night and check the comments and I'll be again involved as well there's a resources tab if anyone wants to actually share something or share some notes or something like that then please feel free to do so and then there's a question tab as well if you want to put a question in then you can uh, write it and someone will answer it myself or the academic team uh, instantly or after the lesson as well um, and if you just want to view any of those three then you just click on the tab and you'll see everything underneath you'll see above that another tab which will allow you to see the class notes for today so those are the arabic original notes and the translation which is the actual notes as you'll see very very short couple of lines that just gives you context of exactly what we're studying and then for those advanced students that are, are really looking to mine this class for more details then the final tab is actually the book itself Ash-Sharh al-Mumti' and when they when you click on that then you'll actually see the full Arabic page the PDF and you'll be able to go down and so on and what we're developing is that on the video on the left hand side underneath it this box here will be a place where you can actually write your notes all in the same screen whilst watching the video above whilst being seeing the text on the right hand side which to be honest is pretty awesome and inshallah um, by his grace and mercy we're going to improve that experience as well please feel free to give fe- feedback on that so that's the actual um, uh, live page and of course what will happen is that straight after the lesson a few minutes after the lesson then the video will be uploaded it works like that so if you miss the lesson or you live in a, a different time zone and a shout out again to my Malaysians because they're the best students and they're always yani there's a few of them that do yani mashallah wake up early in the morning because it's now like four o'clock in the morning for them over there right and they do wake up for the lesson because they're mashallah dedicated folks that's why we love Malaysians and they smile a lot as well but the um uh, those guys are uh, and so whoever if you miss a lesson or whatever then you can see it will be on the portal uh, just go there and everything the comments will be all there and everything will be there and then obviously every week then a new page will be there but that entire page for that lesson will be will be saved in the resources tab and that means that anytime you can go back to a re- another lesson and see the video and get the audio download and get the podcast as well if you want to look, listen to it in, in more detail on the way to work or whatever on your iphone or your android uh, or whatever and um uh, the questions will be there as well um there will be some further functionality there you've already seen how the exam center works and there's a few other things that we'll be developing uh, later the forums will also then be imported into this so it will be one one shop stop basically come here everything will be there and hopefully it will enhance the study experience as well inshallah so that's massive new uh massive massive new for this uh, class other thing which is new is alhamdulillah we fixed all internet problems what a mission that was and now alhamdulillah we have a very high quality stable uh, internet connection um and um it costs us an arm and a leg but it was it's worth every single penny because we're going to uh, make sure that we use the full power of the portal um using this now connection um and i guess that we should mention uh, the costs uh, alhamdulillah the um uh, this class has been brought to you for the last two years 
uh, by the generous support um, of a number of uh, partners, our two main partners, uh, First Ethical, and this is their last year of their support, and, uh, and that's because of our uh, reason as well, that's because of our uh, decision, and they've been the most generous of all, and uh, we thank them for that, and they will continue to support this uh, uh, class for this next year, and also our main, um, our main partner, and actually this is effectively their program of online long-term study, Al-Maghrib Institute, um, and so we want to say Jazakumullah khair to them for allowing this class to continue. We want to thank the people who uh, already have uh, standing orders set up to allow this uh, work to continue. And this uh, lesson, um, I was asked by a number of people that uh, contacted me that they wanted to donate. We do not want donations um, for this uh, effort. A number of the people who started to, uh, who have been supporting this project um, and, it's, and the spreading of, of prophetic guidance's attempt at getting knowledge out to people um, wanted to kind of do it exclusively as much as possible themselves. Um, but we have opened it up today for anyone who wants to do any standing orders for today only. I will not give this opportunity again. I will take down the button and it will be closed. Anyone who wants to support this, this is going out to thousands upon thousands of people and their notes will then obviously, uh, uh, the transcribed notes will be released later as a book which will then be given out for free as well. And that will be the most detailed uh, presentation of fiqh and the study of the madhahib that I believe will be in English language. We're already on about 800 pages and we're only two years in. And um, I, don't, I know that no one's actually read those 800 pages, but that's okay. Yeah, and it's just, at least it's there, isn't it? Someone will, someone will read, the, read those 800 pages. And you know what? It's not even meant to be read. As long as there's a good yani, glossary at the back yani, and a good yani, index that we can, you know, mashallah, search and so on. We're moving into some next line uh, areas. I mean, we're going to try and create an interactive PDF out of that. An interactive PDF out of that document will be the hottest property thing you've ever seen. Can you imagine this thousands of page document that you can click and search and you will be able to find and click videos and audio within that actual document to be able to, you read the notes and be able to get references. Things are changing. It's a different world, Yanni, from, Yanni, you know, back in the day. <coughs> Lick your pencil, Yanni, and stick it behind your ear and write on the barja uh, or whatever it is, yeah? <laughs> on the piece of paper. So, lots of new things. I even got a, a new jacket for this year as well, which you'll be very happy to hear. Don't, 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 that's not this one. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to wear too much new. I didn't want to blind all the newness, Yanni. You know what I'm saying? Huh, Sheikhna? I wanted to save some newness. So we let a little bit of lessons go, through, go on. Let the old kind of feeling settle. Then we just start busting the new a bit more. And I also, to be honest, I know Shazad is very, very angry these days. And I don't want him to put Nazar upon my jacket, yeah? <laughs> because that is how he would get back at me. He would just, because he's so jealous, Yanni, you know? And, and I don't know why he has to be jealous. It's not right. If you don't like it, or if you're, if you're, if you're angry, then just say, khlas, yeah, and just say, okay, you enjoy the jacket, and, and you, know, you, don't have to, uh, you know, don't have to hate me for it. So, um, what I wanted to do, um, especially for the new students, um, before anything else, and this is essential, Shaz, if you can give me some control here, and then um, I don't know whether this is working. It's on the screen. It's on the screen. So, so here, can you take it off? I've taken it off. Oh, oh, done. Sorry, done. Yes. So, what we're doing, okay? I need to show you some context, okay? For the students, they need to know because otherwise, the, the lesson loses its uh, loses its uh, meaning. So, everyone needs to know. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to the rumors. Um, <laughs> This lesson will not make any sense whatsoever 
unless you understand a few ground rules, especially if this is your first lesson. So it's very important that there are certain characters in this, uh, in this experience. And this is, oh my goodness, what have I just done there? Right, okay. Uh, I've just drawn a black line across here, and it's Sheikh Abdul That's going to be a new racism scandal now and tomorrow. Okay. Um, uh, but you need to know that there are certain characters that when I'm talking about, this is who they are. And you'll often see me, Annie, involved in some kind of exchange or some kind of trash talk or something in between these people. So this is Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar that you're seeing on the screen. Okay. And that is uh, now me completely stuck. Okay, let's get back to there. And that's Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar. And this is Nadif. MashaAllah. Okay, got to press done. Alright, that's my friend Nadif. Whenever I'm talking or being angry at someone, that would be Nadif. And then this is... <laughs> this is Abu Dhar. Okay. And any opportunity to... To have some fun at Abu Dhabi. You've got to say those are pretty sick pair of glasses, though. It's been a lot of They're okay. I mean, you can't see Abid there? You can't see. Okay. Do you want to be included, Abid? No? Abid doesn't want to be included. Okay, no, fine. No problem. So, whenever I'm saying AZ, so whenever you see me say AZ, what's happening? Then that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's AZ. These are <laughs> members of the PG team, of course. And then next, this is the gangster, the Don, the King. Yeah? <laughs> Look at this. Look at this, Danny. Only, 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 only mafioso sit like this. Only someone who's involved in something haram sits like this. Yeah. Yeah. So look at that. He's got a glass of God knows what in his glasses in his hand, yeah? And he's sitting back there, shades, this, that, knowing he's on camera, and yeah, he's looking like that. I mean, seriously. Just, just, just look, just look, just look. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Just, that's just business, yeah. Uh, so that's that's Shaz, okay? That's the guy who's behind, right in the same, right in front of me, right there, looking at me all the time. Most miserable, miserable guy on the planet. Look at him, look at him now. Look at him. Look at him. What's happening here? Just cheer up, man. This is the launch day, honestly. Right. And then, of course, every time you see me talk about Bob's, Wow. 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 Wow, Bobby J. Ha <laughs> ha. He thought it wouldn't happen. He thought it wouldn't happen. But it did. Because today's a happy day. Oh, Bobby J. So this is Bob's. So you guys need to know about Bob's, okay? Bob's is my oldest friend amongst all these people here. He is like my first student and my worst student as well. Um, but you'll be glad to know that I'm battering Bob's in the Fantasy League. Battering him, which is something which is amazing. And also, uh, it's important that you know that... Um, uh, uh, that's, that's it, Shaz, by the way. That's, that's all the people I wanted to show. Oh, and do best deal. So... Uh, uh, I would love for you, Shaz, to find me how to get that thingy back, though. Oh, there we go. All right, brilliant. So that's, uh, that's the team. And you also need to know that Bob's has said, which I think is incredibly generous, because Bob's owns the, uh, the dessert place on uh, Wimsla Road called uh, Jelani's. And he's promised you know, free meals, basically, to anyone who goes in there and says, what, what is it, Shaz? Oh, Bob's? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't get your view. Because of what? What free meal? For who? Okay, no, no, they won't make the guy bankrupt. Okay, no problem. 
Okay, then, then no one's gonna go there. Fine, all right. Okay, so um, so that's that. Uh, let, I want to just let you know that today um, uh, we're gonna. It's obviously a shortened lesson. Well, actually, it's not a shortened lesson, but less time to actually start the text because I wanted to do something specifically for all the new people who are uh, looking at this and feeling a bit overwhelmed. I want to say to them that um, there's a new development. Actually, I tell all of you that there's a couple of new developments. Number one, I have changed the way that we are going to be presenting the class itself. Um, I had some discussion with some people, and as a result, we're going to be moving probably at three times the speed, inshallah, or maybe even four times the speed, maybe even more, um, without trying to lose too much of the quality that Sheikh Uthameen brings. Um, I don't want to lose using every page of the commentary. I want to do that. So we're going to be now moving a lot quicker and trying to get onto Kitab Salah, the, the, the book of prayer this year, inshallah, inshallah. Um, the other new thing is that at the end of each session, we're going to have a Q&A session that will allow people to ask questions on their own matters, whether about uh, uh, current affairs or whether questions off the topic. The point, the point is questions off the topic will now be entertained to allow people then to, to benefit and the online audience are also welcome to share anything on that. So that's what's going to happen. Now, what I want to do now, right now, next week, by the way, I want to review the exam. I was going to do it today, but I think that what we'll do is that it's just too much yani to do, too much yani, you know, back and forth. So next week we'll review the exam. So that's more applicable for students that have already taken it. Uh, year one, year, student, year two students. We'll just quickly go through the exam, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and uh, that will be next week, inshallah. Um, but this week, I wanted to summarize, basically, all that we've learned in year one and year two. For those that um, uh, have missed some lessons, for those who are here who need a reminder, and for those people who have not studied before, then, or have not yani, uh, studied fit before, or studied the chapter of Tahara, or purification before, then this will act as a good summary. And it's a bit... Um, it's a bit, uh, uh, um, obviously you're going to have to assume a lot and I don't think you can write this down and actually the students already have this. So year one and year two students, you already have this in the resources a tab at the top. It's called Logical Progression Tabulated Summaries. It's there. New students, same thing. Just go to the top and you'll find it and some people will now give you the link inshallah or, or direct you in the comment section. Okay, so um, these are the tour positions from Zaid al-Mustafniya. Sorry? Yes. So, uh, can you see it now? Yeah. yeah, it's there. Is there a line on there as well, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's Professor, me, by the way. <laughs> that's me. That's me showing my expertise at using a PDF. Okay. There we go. Okay. Right. So, um, obviously, uh, this is going to be super quick and super summarized. I wanted to basically say that we started off with the chapter of water. Water is essential, uh, and I don't mean just because we drink it, but because water is the basic thing that we use to purify ourselves. Purification obviously has to start, we have to start with purification because that is the first thing that we need to do for all of our acts of worship. And um, what is purification in principle? Um, I want you to understand that we are in states of impurity from time to time. This impurity is a state, it's a state of being, it's not a physical thing all the time. We have two types of the concepts of impurity. First, something which might land on you, like like feces or urine or whatever, those are impure by themselves. And then we also become impure, but we don't physically become impure. You could touch a person or whatever, you wouldn't get impure. We are in what's called a ritual state of impurity. And that's called hadith in Arabic, when you yourself are impure, 
because of an action or because you've been to the toilet or because of X or Y or whatever. So to lift that state of impurity, that's what it's called, lifting that state of impurity to become in a state of purity again so that we can now go and pray and we can uh, 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 do other things that, that are important for that, that need purification, then we need to use water. And water, basically, uh, we divide into two types. Now, a quick note here. All right. We are studying, of course, a humbly text, okay? a school according to the humbly school. The reason this class is, is such a detailed class and such a popular class is because it's not a quick one, it's a very detailed one. And what we will do is that we will have the humbly uh, position and then in the text itself we will then compare the opinions of the other schools, uh, the Hanafi school, Shafi'i school, the other schools, uh, classically the statements of the companions which are pre the schools and then the, the positions of the Salaf, those statements and opinions before the Imams, and also then afterwards we'll talk about contemporary opinions on the same issue. And we will not restrict ourselves in this class. This is not a class which is saying that you are strictly going to be learning the humbly uh, position. If you want it, we will give it to you and say this is what you have. And we will also then determine what our class position is based upon our own study and based upon our own permission. The permissions that I have as a teacher of you, teaching you your fiqh. And all of these options are open to you because we will not restrict it. So when we now mention points, these are the summarized points of our class for the last two years. So we say that there are two types of water. Others will say three, others will say four. We are now, when I say we, we're now going to move forward to saying this is the, our class position. We believe there are two types of water. Water which is pure and purifying, meaning it is pure itself to drink, like this water here. Bismillah. And also that it can be used to actually clean as well. We also believe that there is a second type of water which is najis, meaning that it is impure, it is filthy, and filthy water cannot be used to purify, basically. All right. So as long as water is considered uh, water by the people, as long as people recognize it as water, we will consider that to be pure and purifying. It's a very simple opinion. It doesn't require a lot of the kind of you know, inquiry and analysis that the other madhahib want. Check it like this, see it like that, this and that, whatever. As long as you see water and you consider it to be water, then it will be assumed to be pure. Now... Hadith, that state of impurity is lifted by water and lifted by dirt. When we say by dirt, that means in the absence of water, that means of course the action of Tianwen. Alright? In the absence of water, we have the ability to use fresh dirt, fresh earth, and be or dust and be able to purify ourselves. We'll talk about later. Filth, by the way, now Najasa, we're talking physical filth. Now, whether it's on our clothes or whether it's on our in our area or whatever, then we believe that the place will become clean if you remove that filth by any means. It doesn't need certain types of material, certain numbers of times. We just require that it be completely removed by whatever means that you have at your disposal. Okay, um, water, is, uh, water itself, it is considered to be pure as long as something is not mixed with it. So, for example, if something is mixed with it and it dominates its characteristics, for example, if grease or camphor or something which like rose when it's mixed and it becomes so intense that it's now more identifiable as the secondary uh, uh, component, then it loses its title as, um, as water. Um, anything, which is, um, uh, anything which mixes with that which is soluble, such as salt, or um, has growth in it, such as plants and so on and so forth, does not affect the purifying nature of water. So even some water, even some salt which is dissolved in it, and even those things, for example, mud, or for example, plants, etc., it will not be a problem to use that as well. Likewise, water will never become impure just because it is a small amount, unless, unless 
the taste of that water changes, the smell of that water changes, or the color of that water changes significantly, where we see that we can't even recognize water anymore. Okay, um, impure water. What do we know about impure water? We will say the impure water is impure regardless of its uh, quantity, as long as it itself has lost it, uh, its state or its description of being, of being clean. Once it becomes najis and it appears najis to us, that is it. That is it. It is all over. And uh, that, that filthy water, if we are able to remove the najasa from it, then it becomes purifying back once again. Okay? This is very useful to know if you are in London, because all of your water is filthy water. Okay? As, uh, as I should know, as I fled from London with all of my love and care for the people of London. Uh, by the way, this lesson is going to be no problem. We expect everyone to attend now in Manchester and in uh, London and everywhere because our interests have all been uh, uh, gone. Because before, yani Wednesday nights was a problem. At this time, there'd be Champions League football. So obviously, Manchester United decided in, in, in conjunction as one of our key sponsors, <laughs> um, uh, they decided to, you know what I'm saying, just give us that free slot so that we don't have any problem. And, um, and which, I, which I think was really generous but I don't think it's even half as generous as, as much as Liverpool, uh, which were amazingly generous. They were actually they actually got in and then they decided, you know what? Actually, we'll just get right out now. Okay, it's in sympathy. They said that you know what? It's, it's not right that there are logical progression students that are hurting and trying to make a decision: or shall I watch Liverpool Champions League game or shall I watch the logical progression? And so they decided, yeah, you know what? Logical progression. And so they will be out by next week. They won't be here either. So that's, that's, that's very, very nice of them. So, you know, um, And I think that's, uh, uh, that's all I want to say about uh, water. That's the only key things you need to know about water. Um, things, utensils, implements. These are all um, uh, pure and clean as long as they are pure and clean. What do I mean by that? You might say that's so obvious. Well, what I mean by that is that, for example, especially packs, we have this thing about that which is owned by Hindus, we won't touch them, and those which are owned by Kufar even, maybe, I won't touch them. And we've said that many, many times, especially now we just had Diwali, and a lot of packs get some stuff from their neighbours. My father won't touch a single thing, Yanni, that's come from the house of a Hindu. I don't know why, uh, because some of their sweets are so nice, okay? But my dad, I'm not interested. You know that, yeah? Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't yeah, touch it at all. Yeah. You didn't see? No, no, he, he comes, he comes. So, um, okay, but what we need to, what we need to uh, avoid, though, are implements which are made of gold and silver. Um, and uh, we want to say that uh, one can purify themselves from it, but they shouldn't, be able, they shouldn't use them for uh, eating and drinking. Uh, however, using gold and silver in other items that are used by men, men and women is something which is allowed. Is something which is allowed. Those implements of the non-Muslims, clothes and so on and so forth, is allowed. You might think, where is this discussion coming from? This discussion is coming from the fact that most of their stuff sometimes, not uh, much of their stuff might be in contact with filth. Okay? Uh, filth and things which are impermissible. So, for example, if it's made of pigskin, for example, maybe it's because they have some other kind of najasa in it, then of course we can't use it until it's clean. But some people said, even if you wash it a hundred times, it's never going to become clean. Yeah? Well, that's obviously a bit of yani, pack exaggeration. It will be clean. And then, of course, if they use gold and silver, then we want to avoid that as well. Then we come to the issue of skin, and we have a, um, an important thing to say about skin. Skin can be purified um, by a process called tanning, which is a long process, which you can look into it yourself. And the tanning, the skin of an animal, which was haram to use, uh, sorry, it was, was haram to eat, okay, 
will not actually be purified according to our position. So if an animal is haram uh, in itself to eat, okay, regardless of what you do to it, okay, then its skin will also not become pure. And there's so much difference of opinion on the issue of tanning, okay? You'll be able to choose so many different opinions to the extreme that nothing is is uh, a tannable, to the extreme that even pig skin can be tanned. So you've got two uh, 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 positions on the spectrum which really cover uh, everything. Um, and the milk and the uh, other parts of dead, unslaughtered animals are also considered najis as well. Okay, the next issue, the next chapter is the one then of cleaning the private parts, cleaning the private parts. Basically what we're calling istinja, okay? The first part of the wudu process. The cleaning of the private parts before you clean the rest of your arms and face and so on. So we believe that it is recommended to say uh, um, a number of dua and you will go through, uh, you will go, um, you can see those through the notes as you go into it. Um, and there are a number of actions which I think that are easy for you to read as opposed to um, me explaining it now because they're very, very simple to read. Then they don't require any fiqh. I just wanted to mention what is haram. It is haram to be urinating outside in the way of the people or on paths that people use or near trees and so on which people benefit from. It is also haram to urinate whilst facing the qibla and uh, this is inside or outside a building. Now there's a number of differences, there's a number of opinions on this but this is the one that we chose for our class. Now the concept of istinja and istijmar. So you've all heard of istinja. Istinja is when you clean your private parts with water. But there's something else which is called istijmar. Istijmar is when you use anything other than uh, water to clean the private parts. Now, classically, that would be clods of earth, okay? Pieces of mud and so on. That is what we would use back in the day. Nowadays, it's basically toilet paper. So toilet paper, when you clean yourself with toilet paper, it's called istijmar. Now, of course, as a massive bombshell upon all of the pack population of the entire world, we taught everyone that actually istijmar, the cleaning of yourself or your private parts with something hard, yani not using water, was actually not only something quite fine, but actually that was the basic principle according to the companions. Actually, the, the way of cleaning themselves, the companions, was to use uh, uh, clods of earth and to use anything other. They had no toilet paper, of course, but it wasn't uh, using water. Water was a luxury. Yani even now water is a luxury there. Water is a luxury, was a luxury back then, and water was seen as an additional aspect that the, those who had it, they would use. So istijmar, the cleaning of one private part, one private parts, um, is something which is very, very good. That thing which you clean yourself with, that stone or that clod of earth or that paper, it has to be pure, it has to, you have to make sure that it cleans the entire area. It's not allowed for that to be dung, animal dung. It's like a double jeopardy kind of thing, that one, isn't it really? All right? And... Um, it can't be bones. It can't be food either. It's not permissible to do that. It can't be something which has some kind of sanctity. So that which has some respect and honor intrinsically. And it can't be a piece or part of an animal. Uh, if you're thinking why that might be, don't uh, ask. Because I have no idea why you'd want to clean yourself with a part of an animal. But when a man's got to go, man's got to go. And I guess when a man's got to clean, man's got to clean. So I'm guessing that's where that's come from. Okay, um, It's a must that you wipe three times if you are, you're going to use something. If you're going to use something, all right, toilet paper for example, then you better make sure that you've got at least three pieces of paper there. Okay, If you've only got one piece of paper, then, then uh, divide it into three parts and be incredibly yani, surgical in your cleaning. All right, Because I can, I can imagine yani, that doing a great job, but I can't imagine your fingers afterwards. All right, So that is... Um, 
Uh, and if you need to go over three, and I do recommend that you do, okay, if you have that paper, then it is sunnah for it to be odd number, an odd number, okay? And not, not to be, uh, uh, yeah, that's an odd number. Right, okay, uh, moving on then. Um, and it's dinja, just so that you know, the cleaning of the front and the back with water, there's no minimum amount of water. That's the, that's the good thing about it's dinja. doesn't need a certain number of pourings or anything, just a constant, uh, a constant pouring or a spray. If you're, you know, uh, if you're in Arab lands, then the jet wash, yeah, then, <laughs> then, then, you know, that's fine. This needs to be turned on. The main condition is to clean the area. That's the main thing. All right. So then we moved on to the chapter of ablution, wudu, which is, of course, what we will be doing today as well. Um, and what did we learn? We learned that it was sunnah and not obligatory, as the Hanbalis themselves believe. Um, believe it's sunnah to say bismillah, the basmala. You'll know that, for example, when you study with us, we will give very accurate terms. The, the statement uh, bismillah means to say bismillah. So when we say, say bismillah, then that means to be before you eat bismillah or before you do this, say bismillah. But when we say, say the basmala, the bas with a fatha, with a, um, what did I put again? Zabar, with a zabar, yeah. With a zabar, basmala, then uh, that's, that's to say bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Okay, the complete, uh, 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 the complete thingy. Yeah. Anyway, um, the siwak is a tooth stick. Okay, which is um, uh, what we, which we all know. The miswak is called a siwak, and we call it a miswak. The miswak itself, um, we believe that to use the actual twig from the arak tree, that is the, the one that you all know when you get, you know, in the pack. Then that is the. Uh, the one that gets the most reward. Yet, however, the function of siwak and reward for using the siwak, which is a sunnah virtually all times, when you wake up, when you go to sleep, before every prayer, during wudu, yeah, and any other time when the when their mouth uh, taste changes or whatever, whatnot, then it is a sunnah to use that, okay? But if you use something else like your toothbrush, because, you know, you might be carrying a toothbrush around with you, I don't know, there are some people that do kind of crazy things, I think this is why they have that little kind of like that plastic box around the uh, the, 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 the top part. Shaz, is that true? Yeah, is that why Yanni, you have that little box with the thing? Is it to protect the bristles, the nice soft little bristles that you guys like? Or is that Yanni, because we use it for traveling? Oh, only the, the, the high flyers in the, in the special classes get those sort of. Oh, okay. we, just, we just get the simple. Like, okay, so, okay. so we learned something. Only the high flyers in the special classes, they get the uh, boxes with the thingy. I think it's a great thing to carry around with you. Anyway, right, so then we talked about wudu, okay? Now, in terms of wudu, we will quickly now just uh, show how the wudu is done. Washing the hands three times at the very beginning, and this is an act of sunnah, okay? This is an act of sunnah. It is not obligatory to wash the hands straight off. The only times it's obligatory to wash the hands is if you've just woken up from sleep because you don't know where your hands have been or because you know that your hands are dirty. You will then rinse the mouth and the nose and the rinsing of the mouth and the nose can be done individually or in one go. So either into the mouth and then clean and then spit or and then the nose separately and then clean with the little finger, etc. Or you do all in one go, which is the sunnah of the Prophet which is in one go, water into the mouth and into the nostril and then... Uh, squirt out the nose and squirt out the uh, uh, from the mouth at the same time using your finger as well and then it will be the washing of the face and then it would be the um, the uh, running of the fingers through through your beard which is a requirement and then the uh, the washing of the 
the right arm and then the left arm, one time per minute, and uh, I said the face, yes, the face completely entirely from top of the head all the way from the sides, all the way down, as I said, running the, hand, the fingers through, and then, and that's one is a minimum, three is uh, recommended, and then the arms uh, up until the, from the fingers, again, you must wash, this is, if you didn't wash your hands first time round, this will actually be the, the time that you're washing your hands. And so from the fingertips up until uh, up into and including your elbow and higher if you possibly can once is obligatory three is three times as a sunnah then the left hand then you will wipe the head the wiping of the head has a number of levels of excellence this is sufficient just to do this to get the sunnah done but if you want to get the to, for the obligation to be covered but if you want to do the sunnah then it's from the front to the back and then back again and if you have long hair then it's permissible for you to do it in this manner the obligation then to clean the ears is just to actually do the inside which is the thaqab inside okay but the sunnah is for you to then use your hands uh, to your fingers and for you to go around and uh, in and out okay this is uh, you'll find all this detail and videos on this and making of wudu in the wudu section as well and then you will wash the, the feet starting with the right hand side then the left uh, up into and including the elbow and it's sunnah to use your finger to go through the toes as well um, then we talked about a circumcision and the circumcision is something which we said is obligatory for males as long as one does not fear dying as a result and these days inshallah that's not a problem so for the males this is the removal of the foreskin we believe that it is something which is permissible for females. My position is that we do not consider it to be recommended. Um, and I don't consider it to be a sunnah for the females, but we believe it has benefits. And what is female circumcision? It is the cutting of surplus skin above the top of the labia, which is actually what, called, what we call hooding, which is a trimming effectively of the clitoral hood. And not what we know as very clearly as genital mutilation, which is the practice of some people and some cultures, which is something which is haram in the Sharia, and of course has been designated as illegal by World Health Organization and all the rest of it. Whereas the the, the one which is what we know as to be the Sunnah, there is a cosmetic procedure which actually is done in the West. If you just say I want clitoral hooding or some bakas, they'll do it and they'll they'll celebrate it and put you on a cover of uh, US Today and Vogue. Whereas if you do it and say that I'm a woman and I want to be female circumcised, then you might just get shipped to Guantanamo or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. That's what they said. Right. Shaving the head. Then we said about the practice called qaza, which is something which is impermissible, which is to cut part of the hair and leave other parts. And, you know, uh, we went into a lot of detail. Please find that lesson. You'll enjoy it. Okay. I gave a whole load of uh, photos and I went through each photo showing you what is qaza, which is not, which is impermissible, which is not. Basically, it's clear. You will see when a person has got a delineation between shaven and then non-shaven. Okay. And I can tell you now that um, it was pretty much under control for the last, you know, however many years amongst Muslims. But it's now exploded after this World Cup. And uh, after Sergio Aguero came back and he made that line. And now I see now everyone do it. Ronaldo is the same. And the, obviously these are things which, 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 which uh, follow popular sports stars. So they have now started that, that, that trend now where they very clearly, it's like a wide Mohican almost, yes? So they've left now a hair designated it with a very clean shaven line and then it's clearly shaven around the sides and that's become very very common and that's something which is now I'm not the one a, num, a number of scholars said it is impermissible okay and the hadith seems to indicate that however our class position and the position of the majority of scholars is that this is a disliked action a makru action not a haram one and um, that brings us then and we talked about this what is actually haram when it comes to copying non-Muslims uh, is everything haram in copying them is it uh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, is, it, is, it, is it permissible for us, for example, to launch this uh, class on 
you know, fireworks uh, night when it's all, you know, uh, great. And of course, we want to do a big bang start to the class, yani, that we start. Uh, 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 of course you can, why not? <laughs> I've been waiting to use that all day. Right, okay. Um, and if you have any kind of questions that you want to throw at me, then of course you can. Why not? Why not? Especially any questions about any, about any wobblers. <laughs> oh my God, how good is that video? Right, okay. Um, so we said that the haram imitation of the disbelievers is of two types, okay? Um, in their religious matters and in non-religious matters. So in their religious matters, it is impermissible. And in their non-religious matters, okay, it's not permissible. It is permissible. However, there is a, there is a type of haram imitation. And that is even in their non-religious matters. And that is those non-religious matters which uh, they do. And the copying is done out of a deep desire and love to be like them. As part of that, yani, that system that they're, they're producing or whatever. It is part of your, you want it to be part of your identity. And by that identity, you are replacing something which is already Islamic or already established by Allah and His Messenger. That is an impermissible aspect. We went into a lot of detail. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I think Suwak is pretty straightforward. That's no real issue there. Okay. And then Wudu, just a quick reminder then what the obligations are. So I gave a detailed version of the Wudu, but these are the musts. You must do these following things. Number one, you must have an intention. That this is I'm about to make wudu. Okay, the statement of this, the statement of saying Bismillah, as I said, for the humbly school is an obligation, but for us it's just a sunnah. Okay, one according to the humbly school needs to say do the madmada and the istinshaq, meaning the, the cleaning of the mouth and the nose. But I want to say to you, I want to say to you that according to our class, this is not the first obligation. This is a sunnah act, and then the washing of the face once that is the first obligation, and then the hands. In, uh, up until the elbows, that is also the um, uh, uh, obligation, and then the hands, and, and then the head, and then the uh, feet. Okay, um, maintaining that order, maintaining the actions in that order is an obligation, and finally, making sure that there's no big break in between. So it's all one continuous act. That is the last object. That's the last obligation. Okay, then uh, finally, finally, um, wiping over the socks. We said that that's something which is permissible. It is permissible to wipe over the socks uh, for a person who's at home, living at home normally, for 24 hours and for 72 hours, for 72 hours if you are a traveler, if you are traveling somewhere. Okay, I want to now make sure that everyone knows exactly what, what we're doing here, so we'll do a nice little test on this. So what I want to know is that this time period, okay, of 24 hours. First of all, when we're saying uh, uh, so wiping over the sock, we're talking about the khuf, which is the leather sock, which is no problem about. And we also believe that it's permissible to wipe over every other type of sock, as long as it's not like yeah, anyone these kind of, you know, those kind of gay socks. You know, those, what do they call them? Lycra. lycra socks, yeah. I don't know about lycra, but you know what I mean? Those socks that look like women's tights, you know what I mean? Yeah, the ones that, the, you know, the Arab style kind of, you know, they're kind of like mesh, kind of lace, some bakwas, I don't know. They look disgusting. They, when a man puts them on, you literally feel sick. Yeah. Okay. So, how anyone, how anyone makes the thing over? I don't know. When I see that behavior, I just think to myself, son, I hope you're not making masah over those socks because those are not socks. Actually, they're not socks, huh? Yeah, it's not allowed here. Oh, socks, socks. Yes, yeah, so this masjid is not allowed anyway. No masah going on. <laughs> we don't care if you're wearing iron boots. Yeah, <laughs> you are not making masah here, son. Got it? Right. So. 
Oh my God, Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar says that when he's sitting with the, I the elderly here, we got to make sure that no, oh, they're all gone, they're all gone. So they're all the uncles, we just got to make sure, yeah, and everything's on the down low. The uncles have gone, he's saying sometimes when he's sitting in the back end with the uncles, he, uh, he's absolutely all set for the day with his mask everything, but because the uncles are staying in the masjid, he has to take his socks off. <laughs> he has to literally, I want you to understand that, look, he has to take his socks off. So he doesn't go make wudu again, he's in wudu and he takes his socks off, Why? Because he doesn't want them to look at the socks and be thinking, has he made mess? Has he made mess? Has he made mess? Is our prayer going to be accepted? Are we going to pray asr behind him now? Are we going to do another jama'ah ourselves? Whatever. So you see, our shirt is faqeem, mashallah. Anyway, um, so we believe that it's okay as long as it's not something which is uh, impure by itself. When we say impure by itself, what do we mean by that? We mean that... Um, so the two conditions for us to wipe over something is that it's got to be a proper sock. It's got to be something which is like you can, you can, you know, a normal sock, right? People look at it and say, yep, that's a man's sock. doesn't need to be like a yoki and a thick one, but it just better not be a gay sock, that's all, yeah? So you look at it and it's just, you know what I mean? So that's a sock. Two conditions are, number one, that it can't, <laughs> you got to make stop, I'm not going to finish if I keep laughing. The first one is that it's got to be ritually pure. It can't be haram li'ainihi, meaning it intrinsically is haram. What would that be? Something made of pigskin, for example. That would be haram by itself, okay? Secondly, the sock has to cover the majority of your foot. It can't be any, it can be cut up, it can have holes, it can be a packed sock, there's no problem, yeah? But it can't be so ripped and packed, yani, that it's, it's uh, you know, it doesn't even cover half the foot. It's got to cover most of the foot, yeah? Okay then. Um, so, and we allow a person not only to wipe over the sock, but also to wipe over his turban, as long as it's covering his head mostly, and it's a bit difficult to take off, then that's no problem. And we also, in a brucey bonus, allow our sisters to make a mask over their hijab, as long as they don't make a habit out of it, that's no problem, inshallah. Now, what did we say the time period for these socks? When does it start from? When does it, the actual time period start? From the first time that you actually wipe. Not from the moment that you put them on, no. Not from the time that you broke your wudu, yeah, no. But from the time that you actually have to then make wudu again and you wipe. Which therefore actually extends this 24-hour period to something very, very convenient. Could make 30, 40 hours out of it. Especially if you're, you know what I mean, you're chilling like a villain as they say. Right, alright. And then what else? Uh, you can wipe over a splint, you can do this and that. What else can you do? I think that's about it. I think we're done. We're done folks? That's a summary of two years of fiqh. You might think to yourself, what on earth did we do for two years? Yeah? People be thinking, dang man, what a waste of time that was, man. People now be doing it in a bangra at home thinking, we saved, we saved two years of fiqh in 20 minutes. Amazing. But to be honest, what did you do? What did you do? You watched some football on Champions League during the thing? You didn't gain much. This year you can't even watch Champions League, so what are you going to do? So you might as well join us. Would oh, custom Real Madrid look good, man? They're worth watching and supporting as the primary team. So should we do some a thingy? Yeah. What do you mean it's time now? Shut up, you. See that miserable little packet? Eh? Doesn't even want to do a lesson. Did you see that? Okay. Let's do at least a couple of points because there's only a few points up there anyway. So we start then. Bismillah. Uh, a major, major chapter. Okay. Those things which invalidate the wudu. We'll just do five, ten minutes of this so that at least we can say, yeah, we did start the text because people are going to be hating. Actually, hold on. Hold on. Brothers and sisters, I have to make an announcement, subhanAllah, because I met a number of people, and I know some of you guys from here are going to Ilm Summit. Ilm Summit, and I have a, a surprise announcement. I can't believe I completely forgot. So, Ilm Summit, okay? 
is um, uh, a program which is Al Maghrib's uh, like premier program. It's ten days of study, like day and night, morning to night time. You know, mental behavior all day, study, study, and then eat, eat, and then study, study, eat, eat, sleep, sleep, eat, eat. It's a very nice place. It's that, mashallah, it's that Wolfwood Park. It's like the Devere venue. It's like a five star kind of luxury retreat. It's a big kind of castle and all this kind of behavior. Golf courses, whatever. Sheikh loves that kind of behavior. If he wants to go, he wants a free ticket, he's not getting one. And um, it's uh, lots of activities, climbing and this, that. Well, hopefully, we've, we've got it all, you know, archery and all that behavior sorted out. Anyway, so I'll be teaching from uh, the Fath al Bari of Ibn Hajar al Asqalani. The commentary to Kitab al-Ilm and Sheikh Umar Suleiman will be teaching Kitab al-Riqaq um, which is from again uh, from, uh, one of the chapters of Sahih al-Bukhari and Sheikh Yahya Ibrahim will be teaching Usul al-Sunnah which is by Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal and that's in his own his own yani, uh, category all by itself and Sheikh Muhammad Faqih will be there as well teaching um, uh, Tafsir Surah al-Hujrat and he will also be doing Al-Adab al-Mufrad some chapters towards the middle of the book which are very very nice I'm not going to tell you about that and let him explain that himself in his video all this information by the way is on almaghrib.org slash ilmsummit huh? almaghrib.org slash ilmsummit the reason i'm making this announcement is that i have a surprise announcement of a new instructor uh, a new instructor that we said would be a surprise that we were going to add okay before and people were guessing and they didn't have any clue and i can announce today it's going to be sheikh muhammad al-sharif mashallah for the first time in a long time and he will be teaching a new, um, well, two things actually. He'll be teaching first, <clears throat> firstly an addendum basically to my own uh, section on Kitab al-Ilm, which is how to put that into practice, into tangible action. And I want to say that Sheikh Muhammad, yani, uh, obviously his, his record speaks for himself. Um, he has been able to take what he studied uh, abroad and bring it back into the West. And if, uh, if, if anyone has been able to put his knowledge into action to actually change the way that people think and do things and make uh, benefits to other people, then mashallah, well, he wins the prize on that one. So he'll be doing some special sessions on that. And also he will be teaching a special version of his program called Visionaire. He will be teaching that directly from, um, from Ilm Summit. So this is something which we're all very excited, excited about, alhamdulillah. So I just wanted to let you know that that is going down. And I am going to be there. And I'm going to eat my way through those, uh, those meals. You know why I keep mentioning the eating? Is because those cooks, they're proper chefs, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, they do all that arty party kind of stuff, you know, like cook steak and foie de gras, whatever it is called. Foie de gras, how do you say that? How do you say Shaz? Shaz is the only guy who watches Master Cook. What's it called? Master Cook? <laughs> master Chef, whatever, yeah? And, um, and <laughs> Master Cook, it's <laughs> close enough, wasn't it? What are you hating on me for, yeah? Master Cook, Master Chef, same for class, man. But anyway, he's, like, he's the guy who does fine dining, yeah? We do, we do Kansas. We're custom. We're going to hit Kansas so hard after this lesson. Anyone wants to come Kansas? Yeah, you come down. We are going to hit burgers like that. We're going to hit them so hard. And you know, Shaz, he didn't say, I'm going to do fine dining. <laughs> so anyway, I want to say that we have chefs over there. And what happens is that basically we give them all halal ingredients. So we say, go and do pack version halal dining, fine dining. And so they cook all this crazy stuff. Yeah, and it's very, very good. All right. Anyway, Elm Summit, December 19th. Make sure you go and find out if you're coming. Although I don't think there's enough spaces for even half the people in this room, to, to be honest, if I'm going to be brutally honest. All right, let's now try and do something from here. 
Bab Nawaqid al Wudu, it is now the invalidators of Wudu, the chapter of those things which break our Wudu. Ablution, by the way, is the phrase okay, that we use. Wudu is obviously in Arabic, yes, and we talked about the, the origins of that. And for people who are uh, wondering, you can find all this information on the videos and the notes about where Wudu comes from, the idea, concept, everything. Ablution, of course, is the very, a very good translation, it's a ritual uh, uh, translation. Because ablution actually is something that other religions do. The Catholics, the Christians, of course, they have a particular special type of washing that they do before their acts of worship. So ablution is the exact translation of the word wudu. So the invalidators of wudu. Uh, Shaz, I don't even have the uh, thingy. Um, yeah. So I'm going to read out the English, okay? Or I'm going to actually read out the Arabic first. Um, and then we'll translate the English. This is the text itself. Bab, nawaqid al-wudu, yanqudu ma kharaja min sabilin wa kharijun min baqiyat al-badan in kana bawlan aw ghaitan aw kathiran najasan ghayrahuma wa zawal al-aqli illa yasira nawmin min qa'idin aw qa'imin the invalidators of ablution ablution is invalidated it's cancelled it's yani khalas is cancelled by number 1 anything that exits from the urethra or the anus, okay, so that's the front packet, front passage or the back passage. Number two, any amount of urine or feces or large amounts of filth which exits from any other parts of the body other than the front and back passage. And number three, by losing consciousness except for a slight amount of sleep whilst you are sitting or standing. That's the text. That's the first three of nine, okay, so there's much more to come, but I only put this up because we are experimenting with the new student portal and the notes, and so we're going to be you know, changing some of the things around. So I just wanted to let you know that that's actually going to change. Uh, we're going to have the rest of the notes up later on, but that's for now going to last us at least for what, and it should last us for one lesson, but probably last us for six months as Bob's tried to be very clever and make a comment about. But that's okay because he's paying for all the chicken at Kansas, right? So uh, Nawaqid, okay, Nawaqid in, in the Arabic, if we look at the first page of the Arabic text, okay, which is page 268, okay, Nawaqid is the plural of Naqid, which means invalidator, okay, and this is a, 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 an Arabic word, you see when the thing itself is referring to an inanimate object, okay, in Arabic language, anything which is, um, uh, a, if you want to do a plural, um, right? So this is a it's a it's a it's a it's a fa'ida. Okay. So the the jama of fa'il is going to be fawail for the Arabic students. Basically, that means that if you have a word, okay, which is inanimate, and you want to pluralize, is that a word? Pluralize. If you want to pluralize a word in Arabic which is inanimate, then it will take the form structure, the weight of the Arabic verb will be fawa'il, which is when you put in, fawa'il uh, is the, the root kind of uh, form, you put in noon, qaf, and dad in that, and it becomes fawa'il, becomes nawaqid. So this is a basic rule. And wudu, of course, is the purification that one does to lift the state of ritual impurity. So you do this action, wudu, and your state of ritual impurity disappears. And this is really important. If there's anything that you learn from today, it's this, and it's a beautiful benefit to go home with. All of these words, they have a different meaning if you change the dhamma, the pish, on the front of the word, at the beginning of the word. So when you change wudu, 
with this dhamma, with this pesh, wudu to a wadu, to a fatha, to a zabar. Okay, what happens? What does it change its meaning to? Excellent, very good. So it changes once you make it a fatha, then it becomes that thing which is used to actually do the action that you are describing. So the wadu with a fatha, wadu is the water that allows you to make wudu. All right, so this is the same as in the water. Um, and the Sheikh gives some examples. He says, for example, tuhur. Uh, Tuhur is the process of purification. But tahur is the water that you use to do that purification. So this would be, for example, the water for ghusl and the water. So it might be a lot of water. You would say, I want to do tahur. If you, if you don't mind, can you bring me some tahur? And you would bring the whole load of water to have a bath with and everything. You would say, I want to make wudu. Can you bring me some wudu? Okay, which is the water to make ablution with. And this is uh, across the Arabic language. For example, when you wake up early, as, um, uh, as we did just the last couple of days, fasting, okay? And tomorrow, of course, is the 13th and 14th and the 15th, which are the Ayyam al the three bright uh, nights, which we should all fast, inshallah, in emulation of the Sunnah of the Prophet That's something which we should do. Well, is the Sunnah of the Prophet. And also now it's really easy as well, to be honest, because very, very short days now. Um, so when you wake up for your seri, okay? Because we're packs and we butchered that word hardcore, uh, you couldn't butcher it anymore actually. The word seri comes from the word suhur. Okay? So it's suhur. What is suhur? What is suhur? Let's change the, the fatha. If we make it sahur, and now we've got suhur. So now that I've told you that there's a system where if you change the, the fatha dhamma on the first beginning of the word, you get different meanings, I'll let you work it out. What is sahur and what is suhur? And then suhur would be? Good, excellent. Sahur will be that which you make suhur with, which is the food. Unless you're doing something crazy with it, yeah? Okay, so sahur is the food itself. And suhoor is the act of eating the food. And we know, of course, that the act is the one which is blessed, not necessarily the suhoor. This is the benefit, actually, because if you look in the hadith, you can identify what the Prophet ﷺ made blessed. Now, if it was suhoor that was blessed, we'd have to have certain types of food. Now, we know that the Prophet ﷺ used to eat very little, right? And so that's fine. And we know that the dates was his normal way. But if he had restricted that blessing to the suhoor, then we would have had to eat dates to get the reward. By the mercy of Allah and His Messenger وسلم, He made the suhoor blessed, which means that if you're very, very tired, there's some kind of issue, and you just want to do with the pack version, which is the glass of sip of water at the bedside, yeah, because no one's ever done that before, then, you know, sip of water, and you take part of the blessing of the suhoor, because the process and the time itself is blessed. Of course, we know that the process is, in fo- is, is the focus, because the time we already know is blessed, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells uh, us that the people of Allah, the people of Ihsan and, and, and Taqwa are awake at that time already. What are they doing? Okay. In the Ashar, in the very early times of the morning, they are seeking forgiveness. So we know that that's a very special time uh, uh, to be awake anyway. So it's a suhoor itself which is um, uh, 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 blessed. So that's a very interesting point. Now, when we talk about 
that which invalidates the wudu, there are two there are two aspects to this. Okay, there are those things which are absolutely clear, which there's no discussion about. It is either based upon the Quran directly via anas, anas is a divine text, or a statement of the hadith or ijma, consensus of the companions. So, for example, um, which we, we, for example, going to uh, feces, for example, defecating or urinating, and so on. And then there is a Another section of the invalidators of wudu, which is purely down to ijtihad, okay, which is down to the, the juristic reasoning of the scholars. And there are a number of things here, a number which we're going to cover um, in, in the next few weeks. For example, such as uh, vaginal flatulence, for example, such as vaginal discharge, for example, such as other items that pass through the, uh, through the body and exit. These are not mentioned, for example, directly by us. So are these from the nawaqid al-wudu? Or not. So that's an introduction to the chapter. I think that's sufficient as an introduction because Shazad Ziani eyes are glowing and he's saying that we've already been here, whatever, whatnot. I don't know why he's so much desperate to go home. You had dinner today anyway, Shaz, right? When? Oh, right, sorry. That's it. Is he when? When? <laughs> Guys, hungry, yeah? So, you know, we need to go. So um, that's an introduction to the chapter. I will take, because Bismillah, we want to make it yani, established so that we don't blag it every week. We will take one or two questions or a few questions uh, to make sure that we have started. I've kept my promise that we are in a new system. We will do contemporary issues at the end of the session. So if there's anyone, priority always goes to Chido, folks. Yeah, online. Don't hate because these are my brethren yani, from local. And, uh, and um, uh, it's nice to see some faces yeah, locally. Nadif, I think you've got a candidate there behind you, bro. Okay, so passes that. And um, anyone from the brothers? Because the brothers get priority over the sisters, them. Because you're my brethren first. And they would be my sister, them. Yeah? Which is not the same. But you know, girls, they can't, you know. MashaAllah. Okay, then. So the question is, if can one pray salah if they are really sweaty after or whilst working out at the gym? Please don't laugh. I won't, but this is my logic. Urine is not just, and when you sweat, you sweat amino acids and urea as well as excess water. Urea equals your ur, ur, urea is somehow equal to. <laughs> Allah, I tried my best not to laugh. I tried my best. I wasn't going to laugh, but when I got to the end there, I had to laugh, Yara. Because honest to God, if this was true, we would be in big trouble, Yara. And then it does me weird, he's sweating buckets all the time we're praying. Have you prayed in this masjid? Have you prayed in any masjid? But if we imagine that we didn't have any AC. So no, this is not the case. But we will cover this though. It is actually a serious question. Uh, is sweat and its matters, are they, are, they, are they considered filth or not? You've actually just preceded the next few weeks' lessons. But it's actually... Um, and so it is permissible to pray in the gym. Okay? Um, if a bride and groom have their nikah but do not have their walima months or years later... Are they allowed to consummate their marriage or do they have to wait for the walima? The reason they have to wait for the walima is because the bride's two older sisters aren't married yet and parents will not allow her to get married until at least the eldest is. So let me just make something clear, okay? That marriage in Sharia is the nikah, okay? It has nothing to do with the walima. Walima itself even some have differed over its obligatory nature or not, okay? There's three things here we don't want to mess up or we don't want to confuse. The nikah which is technically speaking, okay, not its practical meaning, but its technical uh, meaning is the contract of marriage, 
Once that is done, once the, 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 the wali of the girl accepts the offer which is given by the boy in front of the imam and two witnesses, I would like to marry your daughter. Okay, I accept. On what basis? Upon this mahar. We want to pay it now. No, I'm going to be a pack and pay it 20 years time. Fine. No problem. Job done. Uh, witnesses, everyone happy? Sign. This person is there married now. That's it. Doesn't need to be told to the world. Doesn't need to be a party. Doesn't need to be food. Doesn't need to be a Nawab booking. Just done. Okay? Khalas. <laughs> yeah? Can we please, by the way, if you're going to get married anytime soon, can we please stop yani, using Nawab and can we yani, try out uh, Jilani's instead? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so um, once this nikah is done, owner of Noab, then uh, uh, can we alternate, please? So I just heard that the owner of Noab yeah, attends this uh, masjid. So if we can alternate on that, and then I'm very, very happy. I'm, I'm sure Bob's will be happy with that arrangement too. So uh, nikah is a contract. It's literally a contract. That's done. You are now married. What does that make you do? Because you've probably been in contact with the boys and girls. The boy and girl have been in contact already. They've been speaking to each other and whatever. What was impermissible before was obviously any physical contact and also being alone in, by yourselves. Um, speaking on the phone, yani keeping it clean or whatever. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Sheikh Nasi. But it's late though. That's the problem. Late. Sorry guys online, but you have to wait because the... Because... Ida hadar al-ta'am. Inqata al-kalam, Sheikh. So, when the food comes, the talking stops. Yeah? Shaz, Allah is so hungry. I just want to say to you, yeah, that don't, don't judge me, okay, guys? All right? Don't judge me, because a man has to look after himself. Okay? All right, I don't think, Yanni, you know, uh, that the sisters really want this, to be honest, yeah? Uh, because, you know, all right, disclaimers. There we go. Okay, very good. I don't know why they all went for hiding. There we go. You guys can pass it around now. They're all done. All right. Actually, let's give a little couple of the really packs. Right. There we go. All right. So that's the nikah. Okay. That's done. And as a result of the nikah, what can happen now? Everything can happen. Okay. Hey, focus. Whoever asked me the question, stop eating sweets and listen. Okay. Right. So now everything can be done. So. So we're talking consummation of the marriage, being alone, going out, dates, blah, 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 blah. Everything can happen because nikah is done. The rest is now cultural nonsense, okay? Now, when that marriage has been consummated, okay, after that it is sunnah then to have a party, okay, and a large gathering which is called the walima, all right? So I want you to know that according to this question, the marriage can be consummated, everything can happen because the nikah has been done. Walima can happen publicly later on. The whole reason nikah was done early was to make sure that there's no haram in between. There's no problem them delaying the walima or public nature of the marriage as long as the witnesses and we know that the marriage has been done. That's the key thing. And finally, a non-Muslim in our university, in our community, passed away a few days ago from meningitis. Is it permissible for men and women to attend his funeral and is it okay to send his family flowers? Um, yes, it is permissible to... Uh, to condole uh, and to give condolences to the family and it is good to do that and sending flowers is no problem at all that's a general understanding of respect and so on and so forth they should be visited and words nice words should be said and, and should uh, uh, say some, some good bit general things without saying anything which is haram i.e. Uh, by saying he's in a better place or he's in this you know these kind of natural things that we say which are, which are not allowed to say as for the attending as for the attending of the 
about uh, Christian. Yes, there's an article that I've written. If you type in Abu Isa and Christian funeral or Christian's funeral, that's a very detailed one. That's about a Christian funeral itself. I want to just say in my answer that the question is about visiting the 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 the, 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 the uh, attending the funeral. The funeral can be attended as a mark of respect as long as it does not have any religious connotations. The reality is that most of them do. Okay, if there is a service that is offered in a church, it is impermissible to be part of that. If you feel it's very, very difficult to avoid that because of the political pressure and whatever, whatnot, you would attend and you would do, a, you do the kind of move that I do, which is to go in early or very quickly or publicly and meet the family, let them know that you're there and then leave. And leave and then don't be partaking in part of that process. Be outside, sit outside, go around a corner and then come back once everyone has come back out. They know that you were there they're not looking for you around whilst you're inside. You avoid uh, incurring the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because to be part of that jama' is to do something which is haram, to be part of that act of worship. Uh, if, it's a, if it's a cremation or something like that, then one should not witness the cremation. That's not religious, but it is haram to cremate, so we don't want to be uh, supporting that. And if it's someone that's general bakwas, you know, when they sit around and they, they have a sing song and stuff, they call it awake, I think, then, you know, that's such a lot of rubbish that it doesn't matter what you do there. It's okay. Right. So uh, that will be enough. I think we fulfilled all our quotas. Yes, we did a review of the two years of fiqh. We had Quran. We gave a reminder. We cussed uh, Shazad. We got Bob some business. We uh, started the chapter and we answered some questions. And I think that's it. I think, we, I was, I think that's okay. And we got chocolates. Sorry. And we got chocolates, which is very, very good. And that's important that that continues because as long as the chocolates continue, the fiqh will continue, as long as the fiqh continues, life will continue, as life will continue, then what else do we care about? Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika. Shadu Allah ilaha 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 